Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. Yesterday in our podcast, we saw Jesus at the Feast of Tabernacles, and he makes the great statement, I am the light of the world. Remember, at the Feast of Tabernacles, they had the candelabra and they had the torch ceremony where they would light up the countryside at night during this great day of the feast. And with this image as the backdrop, Jesus says, I'm the true light of the world. I'm the one who lightens the path for you. And in today's reading, Jesus is going to make another statement that brings about confusion, but it's going to lead to a deep question, a statement that leads to confusion, but it also leads to a revelation. And that statement is, he is going away. So there's going to be this time when Jesus will have to return to the Father. That's what he's talking about. And it's going to be a time of glorification. When he returns to the Father, he will have accomplished his task. Now, we as Christians know what that's going to be. We know it's the cross. He's going to go to the cross. He's going to be victorious. He's going to be raised, and he's going to ascend in glory to the right hand of the Father. That's the mission. So he's given them a little bit of a glimpse here into what the mission is going to be, but they are totally confused about where Jesus is going. And it's going to lead to deep questions about the identity of Christ. That's really the most important question we can ask. Who is Jesus? And your answer to that question is going to be very important because it's going to answer things about yourself. If Jesus is truly who he says he is, then what he said is true. What he said is true about me and my sinful condition. What he said is true about the world and its need for a savior and its need for rescue. It's true that I need to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And without that, I have no hope. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm a dead person walking, is what Jesus is going to say today. You're dead in your sins without him. So let's look at the passage today, John 8, 21 through 30. So he said to them again, I'm going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself since he says, Where I'm going, you cannot come. He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say to you about you and much to judge. But he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was He had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. As He was saying these things, many believed in Him. Now, Jesus says He's going away, and they're thinking, okay, He's going to die. So they get that part right. Then they say, well, he's going to take his own life. Remember in chapter 7, they had the same misconception that Jesus talked about he was going to leave and depart. And they said, is he going to go into the, the diaspora? Is he going to go into the Gentile lands? The, the irony of that is eventually the followers of Jesus will go to the Gentile lands and they will take the message of salvation with them. But they don't understand Jesus talking about his glorification. He's talking about his final departure. He says, listen, when I am lifted up, you will know who I am. And he keeps saying, I am he. And boy, they're missing it. Now, later in chapter 8, they're not going to miss what he's saying because he's going to say it emphatically 
He's going to say it in context. When he says, I am he, he's using a Greek phrase there, ego ami. And he's quoting from Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, we have um, the, the burning bush episode with Moses. And Moses asked God, what is your name? And God says, I am. And when that was translated into Greek later, that was translated as ego ami. So Jesus is saying, I am. And this would be just a profound statement for someone to say, I am. They're saying, in essence, I am God standing before you. I'm God in flesh. And they're, they're missing it. They, they don't get what he's saying. They don't even know he's talking about his father. They, they can't figure that out. And Jesus says the reason they don't understand is because they are from below and he is from above. There's this sense of spiritual blindness that people have, that Christ illuminates us and, and wakes us up from this, this spiritual blindness and malaise that, that we suffer from. And so they can't understand what he's talking about because they're from this world and Jesus is from a completely different paradigm in existence and they just can't see the deeper truth and deeper reality. But the interesting thing is Jesus says in verse 28, when you have lifted the Son of Man up, so when they lift him up, think of Jesus. There's really two places Jesus is lifted up. He's lifted up on the cross. So in some sense, the cross is an enthronement of Jesus. It's full of shame and dread and horror, but at the same time, it's a lifting up of Jesus. And if you think about it, this makes a lot of sense. The one thing that's going to draw millions of people to Jesus Christ is the cross. It's that central message of the cross, the power of the cross that brings people to salvation. So Jesus says, when I'm lifted up, you're going to know that I'm the Son of Man. Now remember, Son of Man is that passage from Daniel 7 that we've talked about on a lot of other podcasts. So this Son of Man prophecy found in Daniel 7, he is that Son of Man. And part of that Son of Man, that lifting up is, he will ascend back to the Father. So when we say that the lifting up of Jesus and the glorification of Jesus, it's going to include his betrayal, his trial, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension. When those things happen, we know Jesus is truly who he claimed to be. He is at the right hand of the Father, reigning in glory, and he sends his Spirit into the world. And when the Spirit comes, everything changes. So there's this since that Jesus came to do the mission of the Father, he and the Father are so at one They are so together that Jesus does nothing apart from the Father. And that's a beautiful picture of Trinitarian theology there in this passage. But I want you to realize who Jesus is today. As, as we work through the Gospel of John, that is the big question. Think of how Jesus has changed the world. John Blanchard estimated that of all the people who have ever lived, in history, at the time he wrote this was the mid-90s, he said about 30 billion people have lived on planet Earth. Of those billions, only a handful have risen to such prominence that they could have affected the entire of human history. Among that handful, one stands out, and that's Jesus Christ. Now let that sink in. This one guy from a backwater village in Galilee, from Nazareth, without superior education, without leading an army, changed the world. No other person's ever attracted such attention, devotion, criticism, adoration, or opposition as Jesus. When people are either on board with Christ or they're opposing Jesus in so many ways. 
He's the focal point of so many theological discussions. Philosophers and historians have studied him. Brilliant people have investigated his claims. He lived 2,000 years ago in this small country, but for centuries, uh, our birthdays and our dates on the calendar have been divided by the day he was born, by B.C. and A.D., and that's just amazing when you think about it. Philip Schaff, who was a church historian that lived in the 19th century, said this about Jesus, and I think this is a great quote, and I just want to close you out with this quote today and let you think about who Jesus really is. Beginning quote here, Jesus of Nazareth, without money and arms, conquered more millions than Alexander the Great, Caesar, Muhammad, and Napoleon. Without science and learning, he shed more light on things human and divine than all philosophers and scholars combined. Without the eloquence of school, he spoke such words of life as were never spoken before or since, and produced effects which lie beyond the reach of orator or poet. Without writing a single line, he set more pens in motion and furnished themes for more sermons, orations, discussions, learned volumes, works of art, and songs of praise than the whole army of great men of ancient and modern times. End quotation. What a powerful quotation by Philip Schaff. That's an amazing insight into who Jesus really is. And I hope and pray that you understand who Jesus is, that it's changed you, that it's changed everything, that you have passed from death to life. And I hope your life will never be the same because of it. Well, I'm thankful for you listening to these podcasts and I just pray they're growing in your faith and your walk with Christ and I enjoy doing these and I hope they bless you and I look forward to seeing you back as we close out the week tomorrow with our last podcast.